the Wandering Journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Today we head to the streets of New York, to Union Square, to meet Marie Scutus, the Greek-Australian taking on one of the most daunting cities in the world and loving it. She tells us what attracted her to the hustle and bustle of Manhattan and where she finds solace in the midst of New York's frenetic chaos. So Marie Scutus, welcome to the streets of your town. Thank you. And thank you for joining us here in New York. We're in the shadow of the Abraham Lincoln statue at Union Square. We were saying there should be a a woman here in Union Square. Abe's beautiful. I'm enjoying it. So what brings an Australian girl to New York? I fell in love with this place (laughs) when I was 16. Not the lights, the energy. I finally found a place that was moving as fast as as the energy in my brain. You know, in Australia you're thinking, you all need to move faster and why is everything shut? And then I thought, oh, I'm going to get back here one day. So I finally got back oh, here. Oh, it took you that long, but you have you have made it back and you're carving your career here now. It's, it's taken a while, but uh, I think it was the right the right job. And ironically, it has to do with roads, which is which is Union Square's sort of origin, the union of, of a couple of roads. So it's funny that we're here, Nance. And it's beautiful. In summer, they, they clear everything out. They put a few tables here so that we can sit and enjoy it. I mean, I think one of the things that struck me about New York is how seasonal it is, isn't it? This changes every month or two, almost. They're it? really extreme seasons, which we don't get a sense of in Australia. So winter was really long and... I think it was minus seven degrees walking to work in the morning, which was quite a shock. <laughs> Today is sort of 33 degrees and we're melting right now, aren't we? It's, yes. It's, it's yes, pretty we hot. Are. There are no beaches to go to here in Manhattan. I know. So what is that about? You have to compromise with a swimming pool somewhere, which we're not going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the job that you're doing here? You mentioned that it's something to do with roads, which of course fits in with the streets of your town very nicely. It's a traffic management company called Road Manager. So it's about getting traffic plans onto Google Maps. And when I tell people, this is the funny thing, when I tell people what I'm doing here and it doesn't necessarily have to be in New York, they just grab my arm and they're like, please help us. (laughs) Um, But ironically, they have a really good public transport system, which I love. I love riding the subway. No one tells you what the subway smells like, but um, (laughs) I love riding it. Even though you had a couple of crazies on the way in, but that's okay. I did. It's just part of the experience. (laughs) But, you know, you have performers, which we had yesterday. We did. When we we were together. Yeah, it's rap artists and dancers and... You know, it's just, it's really easy because there's always a subway stop somewhere near where you are, which is very different to when you're in Sydney or or different parts of Australia, you know, by virtue of how large our cities are. So they love to complain about their city, New Yorkers, but I always find that they don't like to leave for long. They love to come back. And now that I'm here, I get it. You know, I'm always so happy to be back when I've been away for a meeting or I've had to fly out of the city. I'm just so happy to be home. Because, of course, we're right here in Manhattan and you uh, have been telling me how you really don't even want to leave your island anymore. I don't know if people <laughs> in Australia really even realise that Manhattan is actually an island. Yeah, yeah, with all these bridges. Mm. Um, and people love to walk the bridges and there are little islands dotted around where they have music festivals and all sorts of things. But, you know, I can understand why someone would live here and just stay in their neighbourhood. And I've met those people. They mm. just love their home. 
and it's the complete opposite to how I used to be. I used to love to travel and I've loved countries like Cuba and I've loved going through Europe and my background's Greek. So I think I'm just comfortable with the migrant story. Like no one really belongs here. There are very few New Yorkers actually here. Everyone's kind of visiting and no one really belongs here. And I think that's unique to Australia as well. Apart from our Indigenous culture, there are a lot of people who have made it their home and that's that's you know really the New York story. It actually yeah, it is I hadn't thought of that. It really is a kind of a shared narrative between the two cities considering how far apart they are, aren't they? And there's a lot of diversity here. Um, the only thing is I remember being in Sydney one afternoon and trying to get a coffee in the CBD at 3.30 and going into my poor busy boss who had much more important things to worry about who was you know, a tourism minister at the time and saying, this is really not a good message we're sending to tourists. I can't get a coffee at 3.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> what kind of a global city are we? You don't have that problem here, I gather? Do not have that problem. <laughs> so that's not just a cliche, the city that never sleeps, Sam. We can get a coffee at any time here, which... Which is really not a huge problem, but for someone who you know might be raising a family or be ill and need to have things delivered, um, you know, there's there's access to anything at any time, and, and that's made life really easy. So it's a really livable city, ironically, um, which is great. So it doesn't get overwhelming. Like there's how many people? Eight million people. I haven't I haven't found it overwhelming, but I know that there'd be people who like the quiet. You know, I find it difficult to be. In the bush, as we call it in Australia, they don't call it that here. <laughs> I find it difficult being in the quiet. <laughs> and I wonder what would have happened if my family hadn't left the uh, the village of Lefke, where there are more goats than people. And and if we hadn't had Wi-Fi, sort of how I would have found being a, you know, a goat herder's daughter. Um, so I'm really grateful to my family that they sort of moved out and started a different life. Um, they'd meant to migrate to Chicago, ironically enough. Instead of Sydney, but um, but yeah, so I suppose change is inevitable, and you, you have to embrace it when the opportunity comes up, and that's what I've done. So who knows where's next? Mm, even if we can't get you to Brooklyn, you know, we, we'll just stay in Manhattan. I've been to Brooklyn. The pizza is fantastic. I'm not necessarily going back there, but but I enjoy. You know where it is. Yeah, I know where it is. On the map. You can see it over the river. <laughs> Um, so what about, do you have a favourite street in this very dense metropolis of New York? I love Harlem. I love the energy in Harlem um, and some of the old diners and so forth there. But my favourite place is Madison Square Garden. You would know about Billy Joel. Yes. You know he plays there. Um, I love the Knicks, so the energy in there is fantastic. Um, so you're probably hearing a theme here, right? Um, and... And when he sings and they're largely New Yorkers, you know, that place is happy. There's a line in one of his songs where, um, you know, people go to forget about life for a while. And I think that's what the arts is generally about. And you find a lot of creativity in this town. It doesn't have to be expensive. A lot of the activities here are free. So, you know, you get Shakespeare in the park, in Central Park, that's free. And they try and make it accessible. There are free pianos that are put up around the place with music. So you can have a play. Um, so as expensive as it might seem, and there are huge corporations here and so forth, you know, you get a whole cross-section of the community here. And so you can have fun in the park and you don't know what's going to happen day to day. It's full of surprises. And have you had any issues with Americans not quite knowing what Australians are or is it almost the opposite now? They're getting annoyed that so many of them are here. They, they know. <laughs> they know all about us. Thank you. Keep me cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you the 
wanted to fail. <laughs> the string didn't get here for summer's year. You and your friends are loving and true. You gotta make things happen because you're a captain too. I'm are you rhyming deliberately? Yes. I'm to that is a gift. I'm trying to get something fair. To get something out in this great air. I'm trying to get caught back and get home because I got no ID. I want to go to jail locked up to be. And then say, I should have people. I said, no. I do a poem to get transportation. I never go down. Well done. Are you a New Yorker? Yeah. No, I'm, from, I'm from South Carolina. Oh, okay. South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. How did you end up here? You just visiting? No. Uh, my mom's brother is up here. And she uh, did a thing. And she died. Oh, sorry to hear. So all my uncles are gone, no family, but my two sisters, two brothers. You got to stay with family. That's yeah. the only way. No, no family is like worse than the friends you have. <laughs> Sometimes they got stalking and backstabbing. You know, yeah. Some families are like that. Families are like that. Mine's too. Mine's family. I ain't going to say that. But, you know, that's how it is. And how are you yeah. finding New York? That's how it's living. It's just an illusion. A man of illusion, many, <laughs> many thoughts. Many ways to get your money and soda cost but four dollars in downtown Manhattan. Hamburger cost but ten dollars. Don't ask, don't take the kids to the movies because you'd be broke by the time we get home. You gotta get a street dog for two dollars. Uh -huh. Get a street hot dog for no, two dollars. No, 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 three hot dogs cost four ninety nine. Two dollars. Go down to Flatiron. I'll sort you out. Go down to me out. They already found me. I ain't getting nothing. But I wait till you get the sales and zoom money. Get a pack of flakes for two ninety nine. Before we get back to business, what's your name, sir? My name is Fred Thompson. Do it right. Don't Frank? square because everything Marie. comes around. From Australia. Uh, down kangaroo, down spot. That's down right. Down. I'm Nance That's from it. Australia. But good luck. No, you got to make it happen, Captain. You got to make it happen. Captain. That's what you're doing, man. Thank you. Take care. See you, Frank. <laughs> okay, have a good day. You Bye. too, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just oh, Fred, sorry. Oh, Fred, Fred. <laughs> very New York. That wasn't very New York experience. It was a little bit, and and also um, <laughs> the police officers walking past while he was standing here was um, was also very New York. <laughs> <laughs> just keeping an eye on us, eh? It's a very in-your-face city. You know what? Living it large in New York. Spills out. You see couples arguing in the street. You see girls <laughs> crying, like tears streaming down their faces, walking down the street like their legs are not in tandem with whatever's happening in their hearts and in their faces. It's like their hearts are breaking on the street. Mm. You know, babies are getting pushed around. I see them in Chelsea and like these prams that fit 12 babies. <laughs> Everything's just happening in front of you because there's no room to do it in private anyway. <laughs> so it's really real. I love that. Oh, and we were talking about the Australians. Yes. How do you find the, the attitude to Australians here now? I, this is a really soft landing. Mm. And this is one of the reasons why it's really easy to do business here as well. There's a good relationship with Australians, Americans and Australians for so long. Um, I mean, if you go into the East Village, you'd be hard-pressed not to hear an Australian ordering coffee. <laughs> so, so I think it's... And being really picky about it. Yes, that's right. That's right. That is not a cappuccino. I will often get asked if my accent is British. Oh. Which, is, which is a difficult thing sometimes, but never if I'm a Kiwi, so there you go. <laughs> So you'll be in New York for a little while. This Listen, is your home for now. This is my home for now, and it feel, felt like home it is really your quickly. I'm so proud to call it my town for now. And I'm really proud of everything that I did in Australia before now. Like, I was a journalist for a while. I worked for, for some really great 
political leaders who I learned a lot from. I joke that, you know, being an entrepreneur, because it can be very hard, um, being a journalist and getting getting used to rejection uh, when you do vox pops on the street <laughs> sets you up for uh, for entrepreneurship. <laughs> so there were some good experiences that led me here. And it is a real entrepreneur town, isn't it? I mean, people would appreciate that here at least. Yeah, I mean, pockets of, of the US are um, are really geared towards that. I, I think I think the Bay Area for one is really geared towards that and there are a lot of Australians doing that so this isn't the only place it's probably one of the hardest markets to do it to be honest really yeah there Why are, are 7,000 startups just in New York City so wow. it's probably not the smartest place to be doing it depending on what industry you're in um, but depending on you know your vertical so I think I think Elon Musk uh, compared it to chewing on shards of glass and staring into the abyss of death. So slightly dramatic as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's a tough gig. <laughs> I think it's just hard work like it's always been. We had uh, an Australian university come out to NYU earlier this year and they asked me to come out and just have a, a talk to them about my experiences and how I'm finding it and I think it's just the basics of business, the way they've always stood, you know, whether you were getting off a boat in Sydney with a suitcase, you know, your only belongings from a Greek island, or whether it's, you know, getting off QF11 in at JFK, um, you know, with, with your laptop, it's hard work, persistence, you know, drawing on the values of kindness and commitment. You just put your head down and do your best and hope for some fine weather, Nance. Maybe we've got plenty of that this degrees. Time. We're melting right now. I though. know. <laughs> How about we go get a gelati? Cocktails? Yeah, okay. Done. <laughs> that is. Okay. Thank I'm you. Bar up the street. <laughs> <laughs> that was Australian expat Marie Scutus speaking to us on a sparkling summer's afternoon from Union Square in New York. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. Stay up to date with the latest episode of Streets of Your Town by subscribing on your podcast app on iTunes or SoundCloud. See you next time. <laughs>